0: What if you really can have it all? No, really. What if everything you think you desire is only a starting point for the life you are truly capable of creating? On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, we will explore topics from magic to practical step-by-step processes and everything in between. There's no place we won't go. Nothing too ridiculous or weird in the quest to live life as grand as possible. Hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stauffer are the embodiment of Opposites Attract. Collectively, they're the summation of Megan's big vision, coupled with Suzanne's knack of her details. Partnered in love and in business for the last five years, they're taking co-creation to a whole new level. Join Megan and Suzanne for Love, Life, and All Things Weird, where we will talk about living a life that's inspired, overflowing, and completely awesome.
1: Welcome to Love Life and all things weird with your hosts Megan and Suzanne on A to Zen FM. and today we are talking about should I stay or should I go? Oh, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> Hello. We've.
2: Oh, I told her this morning when we were talking about this, I knew she was going to sing this. I knew she was going to sing it. Um ha. <laughs> and- And we kind of actually created the title um, based on the song, Should I Stay or Should I Go Now, right? Oh, did we? We did. (laughs) I did. Excellent. (laughs) So here we are. And I'm really actually excited, super excited for this topic because this is um, whether to stay in relationship or whether to – to go is really such a profound question that we have been through in our relationship. I have been through in every relationship I've ever been in. And lots of my clients right now are going through it right now, too. So I think it's really relevant. Very. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, I would say um, when couples come to me, that, sometimes, that question is in the backdrop, right? If they're coming mm-hmm. to see me, and uh, sadly, most people don't come because it's a good time because they'd actually create more than if they wait for their, everything to crash to come see a coach. I'm just saying about that. But any noodle, <laughs> that's just a personal preference I have. Um <laughs> that you know it's like i think that's on the question in so many relationships um and in part i think one of the big things for me that i see is that people are trying to think about it in terms of like forever right instead of is this working for me right now and and we've been plugged into it's like well i don't know if i want to spend the rest of my life with this guy that's not really the question you want to be asking. You don't know that. You can't possibly know that. What you want to know is what. what is my future going to feel like if I choose in right now? Who will mm-hmm. I, you know, if it feels light like to be here right now and what's that going to create in the future, that that really, that really kind of buckles it down because thinking about who you're going to be with for, forever puts you into a no-choice universe. And no matter what, that's going to feel stressful and a lot of pressure to put on
2: this relationship that might be in a really tender place. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think it's interesting because the more we're in relationship, the less we talk about um long term. <laughs>
1: I know. The more in love we are, the less we talk about long term. Isn't that yeah. funny? uh-huh,
0: Yeah.
2: So we really don't don't talk much about, you know, like when we're old or together or, you know, retirement or all of these things. It's really been an interesting change because at the beginning of our relationship, I would say that I wanted the long-term aspect to feel safe. Um, And so I would talk about it a lot or I would think about it a lot. And I think that's really true for the feminine, especially for women um, who are like, you know, kind of forever after they want like that kind of idea of I'll be safe in this relationship for the long term. Mm-hmm. So,
1: so yeah, all the but- fantasies and realities <laughs> and distorted yeah. realities, the fantasy and distorted realities you have about relationship and the forever after, can we uncreate and destroy that, please? Yes. All right, run, good, bad, pop, pop, will line boys, shorts and beyonds.
2: Yeah. And what's true is like, you know, in year two of our relationship, there were some really intense places and moments where both of us were like, hey, we're, you know, we're, we were like smack dab in our conflict cycle and smack dab in just like really fighting a lot and coming up against each other a lot. And we're very much opposites. And so there were like a lot of things that we had to heal with each other and also reconcile, you know, because there were just ways of being our, and ways of thinking about relationship that were really, really different for both of us. And we were talking about this last night because for me at the beginning of our relationship, like I wanted her to be all involved with my family. I wanted her to go to my family events. And she was kind Uh of like, "Uh, I'd like to have choice in that. And I'm like, no, you have to. (laughs) And that's what it means to love me. (laughs) If you love me and if you want to be with me, then you have to
1: come hang out with my family. (laughs) Okay. And so everywhere that you've used, if you love me, you would, dot, dot, dot. (laughs) Can we please uncreate and destroy that, please, you control the inches. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot-a-pock, all nine boys, short, ten, beyonds. Woo! Wow, love is one of those things that we use to manipulate a lot. Well, and can you imagine a kid like me who likes to be free, what my response was to that? It looked yeah. like something like, <laughs> It wasn't so good. That's all I'm saying. It just wasn't so good.
2: Yeah, but I also, you know, there are some times where, like, I, I can't even imagine where I would be if I wouldn't have left my first husband and my second husband, right? So there were there are times where it's like, okay, it really is time to go. So how do you know? And especially when it gets really complicated, when there maybe there's kids involved, when you have shared property, you know, like there's a lot of circumstances that make it really complex. And oh, uh, and it's especially difficult for relationships where there's some good things, but there's also some things that are really challenging. So you know, when we were talking about this um, and creating this uh, this show, we came up with five questions um, that are really powerful questions that you can ask yourself and really consider to create the space and clarity that um, will support you in choosing really more fully into your relationship and and also if it really is time to say goodbye, you know, and and go your separate ways. So um, I, I would say that these were definitely questions that we wrestled with in our relationship um, and also what we tell our our clients too when we're coaching them.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: the, the first one is oftentimes when we're thinking about leaving, it's because we've, you know, gotten into a big fight or something like that, right? Or um, something has gone down where we're in massive reaction. And so we're trying to make this choice of should I stay or should I go from a place of massive reaction, and um, and so then it's really not the authentic answer. And um,
1: can I, Megan? Can yeah, I pop in here?
2: Yeah. So
1: if you're reacting, then what's occurring is you have a point of view in place about relationship, about the other person, about yourself that is creating a dynamic and your point of view isn't the truth. It's just your point of view. It's a belief structure that you have. So for instance, like one of the things that I kept using to say I wanted out is I'd never had a relationship that had that kind of anger and conflict and fight cycle in it because growing up, my parents never dealt with anything really in front of us. I think they did earlier on. I was at the back end of 14. I heard that they, kind of through frying pans that, you know, in the first couple of years, but like what <laughs> by the time I came along, um, like everything was behind closed doors. And so there was no, none of that in front of me. And so my perception was my point of view was, is a good relationship. And I didn't know what kind of relationship they had. Like later on, I realized it wasn't a great relationship, but in my mind, relationship meant not fighting. And so I was doing in other relationships, I was doing everything I could to not fight, including suppress myself, including, you know, cut off my arms to try to fit into the relationship, whatever it took, I was not going to fight. So I had about 40 years of suppressed anger coming into this relationship. <laughs> Sorry, sweets. So, you know, and when that started happening, I went, this must be the wrong relationship because this is not how a relationships supposed to go. And we had a, a listener write in last time and say say something about like, Well, I believe the first part of the relationship is supposed to be bliss for the first two years. And since uh-huh. we're in an upset and it's only six months in, then we're not the right relationship. And it's like that we have so many rules about what that is that actually it's the rules creating the reaction. Not the person, and not the possibilities of what you could be creating in the relationship. So, at all the rules you have about relationship, about what a good relationship is, about what a bad relationship is, how they're supposed to be, how how you're supposed to be, can we uncreate and destroy all that? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad,
2: pod, poc. all my voice, shorts of beyond. Yeah, and all your. I actually want to go more into that because um we go into relationship and then have all these conclusions and judgments and expectations and projections all kinds of stuff um about our partner and how they should show up and so that that example that i just gave of like okay well if you're going to be in relationship with me then you've got to love my family and you've got to hang out with my family even though i didn't love my family all the time <laughs> and didn't want to hang out with my family all the time Right, so all the decisions, judgments, conclusions, computations, projections, expectations, separations, judgments, and rejections that you have of relationship and of your partner and how they should be and how you should be, can we uncreate and destroy all that?
1: Mm-mm. Yes. Say yes. Yes. <laughs> right. You c- you guess. completely cut out your clearing statement, didn't I? I? Couldn't even hear it. I don't know about the producers or anybody else, but
2: you went <laughs> you went blank. Uh, okay, well then, the whole thing? Mm-hmm. All right, well, shoot. Maybe it's running on somebody then. So um, <laughs> So all the decisions, judgments, conclusions, computations, projections, expectations, separations, judgments, and rejections that you have of relationship and, and your partner and who they should be and how they should show up and what they should value. Can we uncreate and destroy that? yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pun and punk, online, shorts, boys, and beyond. Yeah, so if you're crea- if you're actually making a choice, then be out of the reaction of it. Be on the other side when it's the next day or a few days and you are in that place of like, okay, really, truly leaning in. Am I done here? If I leave this relationship, do I feel peaceful? Is there a lightening? Is there a lightness when I say, okay, whew, you know, like we've just been really beating each other up emotionally for years and it's just time? Is there some peace? Is there some lightness there?
1: You know, one of the things that I tell my couples is that if you leave in reaction, you basically are writing your future script for your next relationship because you don't understand that your reaction is about you not about the other person and it's like if you're in reaction then you're probably in what we call in access an implant uh, or a program a tape and it's like that tape is the thing that needs to get clear it's not about you staying or going you got to clear that tape and if you don't if you don't clear that tape with that person in front of you, you're going to clear it with somebody. You're, it's going to come up with your boss. It's going to come up with, you know, your cousin or your next relationship. So it's like, you just got to kind of take a look and go, okay, do I want to, is this face cute? Do I, is it, do I want to work it is out? It with this cute? face. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the <You> know, face. <laughs> the face. Yes. So you know what? That was the thing for me is like, I was so bloody attracted to you. Like, I was just like, even when you were like mad and yelling at me, I'd be like, I'd be like, how dare she? And the other part of me would be like, she's so hot. You know? So I was like, I was like, okay, I'm so into her. Like if I'm in to like, this is, I was old enough to know that these I'd said these same things before for in front of other faces. <laughs> it's like, okay, this is the face. This is the face I want to work through this with. And in, And you also had a commitment to your personal growth. And so it made it, I knew that you were in for looking at yourself and like opening space so that we could have something different. So I think, I mean, you have to have a willing partner, but um, yeah, it was, that was part of it is like, I just had that in my head. I know this, I know I get to work this out with a face, which face do I want it to be? And yours was super cute.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so that was really true for me. Like a lot of the issues that I was having in my relationship with Megan were very familiar to me. You know, we bring our patterns, we bring our programs, we bring our shit <laughs> to the relationship. We bring our, like our luggage, <laughs> you know, and so it's like I, I had that same feeling of like, okay, I have absolutely done this same thing with every single person I've been with. Absolutely. In one form or another, that it's the same fight. It's the same pattern. Um, and, and this time, I have a person who contributes so much to my life, and she is so willing to take accountability for her part. And so, you know, even though there were moments, absolutely, like dark, dark moments, like uh, fetal position moments of, like, I can't do this. I can't spend one more day here. There, I'd wake up and be like, I'm not done. I'm here. I'm, I'm gonna get back up and figure this out. Um, because what was true for me is I wanted a relationship, a deep, deep, healthy relationship, and I knew I had a ton of stuff on it. I knew that there was a reason I hadn't been creating it, you know, for 20 years, you know, and had been in conflict so much for, 20 years of relationships. So um so yeah and Megan you touched on one of our other questions so the first question is are you in reaction making this choice or are you at peace? You know like really if you're if you are at that point of like I'm out where are you making that decision from or that choice from? Um, and and getting really quiet and into your intuition and saying okay whew, what actually feels true? And then the other one is is each person really willing to take 100% accountability and do whatever it takes to change? If you don't have a willing partner, if they're not willing to, not a willing partner to do what you say, (laughs) not a a willing partner to show up the way you want them to necessarily, right? Like we're not talking about that kind of willingness, but we are talking about the willingness to take 100% accountability for their actions and for where they're at, in the relationship and and to lean into those uncomfortable places and and do what it takes. Um, You know, like I, that was the big difference between Megan and some of my other partners is, you know, in the fight, of course, we're pointing the finger at each other. But afterwards, we would be looking at each other going, Okay, so my part was this, and this is what I think I'm working on, and this is what I can do differently and There was these sweet conversations that would occur on the tail end on the on the you know at the end like where we were actually coming to better appreciation of each other and ourselves so um but you know that wasn't my experience, you know, in my experience in previous relationships, it was about. You know, that I was wrong or he was wrong, that, you know, that I just need to get over my bad self, that I had no, um, you know, that I didn't really have a point, you know. And so there was this fight uh, back and forth of like, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. No, you're the problem. No, you're the problem. No, you should change. No, you should change. Um, and there wasn't a lot of <laughs> accountability <laughs> you know? and so then it was, it really was just like, a you know, slinging mud all the time. So I think that's a huge one, a huge one of a willingness to look at your stuff and take accountability for what you're creating and bringing into the relationship.
1: Hmm. Yeah. So, um, there's a, a couple of really great questions happening in the chat room right now, and I wanted to bring one of them in. Um, one of our listeners was saying it like, what if you're – Uh, partner isn't like, doesn't want to be as conscious or doesn't want to be as aware as you or works through things different with you. And that's something that I, I mean, I come up against a lot in different relationships because I've always generally been the one that was more into consciousness. It's the first time that I've had somebody that's even close to my ballpark. I would say that in some ways I'm still like more into it uh, than you, Suzanne, but I feel like your way, it, you're absolutely committed to it in your way. And I'm absolutely committed to it in my way. And it doesn't matter how your partner wants to work through things if they're committed to work through things, like, and find their own way to do it. And that's, I mean, that's something that I have been very clear about in my relationship is like, I'm a very growth oriented person. If you're not, if you don't want to grow, this will probably not work. Yeah. <laughs> and so i I don't know why I was smart enough to think about that, but I was and um and, and in one case, uh my partner said, "Well, what if I don't want to grow like you?" And I said, "I don't care. I don't care if you stand on your head, I don't care if you read books. I don't care if you go into a cave as long as you're willing to look at you and come back and and like work it through in whatever way can work for you." And I think that it really is about allowance. Like there's like that's one of the, the things about relationship is getting into that place of total allowance. If you're in a relationship hoping that person will change, you either, you're either you either in the wrong relationship or you need to get over your bad self and get into the allowance of who that person actually is. And, and that's another paradigm we have about relationships, right? It's like I'm going to change you into who I need you to be. That's actually Mm -hmm. not relationship. That's like control. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So everywhere you are trying to consciously, unconsciously and sneakily change your person. Can we uncreate (laughs) and destroy that please? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts and beyond.
2: Yes. So um, we're going to go on break and when we come back, we're going to go through the three other powerful questions that we came up with, but We'll go on break first. So see you in a minute. Bye now.
0: Most people live in the land of either or. It's a scary and meager place where one can have either a happy relationship or a successful career. Where we can have either lots of time and no money or lots of money and no time to spend it. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to claim your most ridiculous life. Together, they are the embodiment of opposites attract, and the result is true synergistic power. Finding yourself roadside in either-or, Megan and Suzanne are here to reintroduce you to one very powerful three-letter word. And, simple? Yes. Effective? Absolutely. Welcome to the land of and. Listen to Love, Life, and All Things Weird every Wednesday at 12 p.m. noon Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stauffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613 800 8736 or Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also send questions or comments by sending an email to Suzanne P. Stoffer at gmail.com. Now, back to the program.
2: Welcome, welcome, welcome back, everybody, to Love Life and All Things Weird. I'm Suzanne, and we have Megan here as well. And we are talking about the hot topic of should you stay or should you go in relationship, and this is very close to our hearts since we were in this question many times, <laughs> many many times. In just a couple. Just a couple times, only a few. About I don't even know. I don't even want to know how many times we were in that place. Honestly, it was a, it was a lot. And what we've talked about is to really um, con- consider a few powerful questions. Um, you know what in what place are you trying to make this choice? Are you in reaction are you are you in a really peaceful place, just being in reflection, and what feels light and heavy about that choice for you and for Megan and I, as many times as we were in that place, there was just never a place where we were actually done, like we couldn't get to the other side and of of a um a conflict and then and then choose out it was just it felt so heavy and so um so not true for both of us so thank goodness because you know like fast forward i would say that we are in i mean i am in the best relationship i've ever been in and the the healthiest and the funnest and the most uh, expanded and just like it's incredible how how much better our relationship is um, and keeps getting better and better. So yeah and so thank you Rhonda for putting in the chat room Um, and if you guys aren't in the chat room listening out there come join us live. Um, It's adazen.fm and you can click the red chat room button Um, but the first two questions are you in reaction making this choice or are you at peace and the second one is is each person really willing to take 100% accountability and lean in and do whatever it takes to change because we all have stuff we all have shit and so if you're not in that conversation with yourself and that's the interesting thing because like a lot of us are like oh well i'm i'm responsible but my partner is not <laughs> my mar- my partner's not showing up in accountability like i would ask you to kind of take a a closer look at that like when the first thing you say is well i'm willing but they're not There's really, there's, I would say that there's a little bit of projection there. There's been many times where I was like, well, I'm totally willing. I was like feeling very self-righteous. I'm totally willing. But, you know, Megan's not. She's just showing up in the same way over and over again. (laughs) (laughs) Super accountable. Okay.
1: So have you ever noticed when you're pointing out a finger, pointing a finger at somebody, there's three pointing back at you? If you're, and that's something that I would talk a lot about with my couples is that, like, if you're looking at over at your partner going, Well, I've taken my responsibility, where's yours? You're actually still in a blame position. Mm -hmm. If you're still looking at what your partner's doing or not doing, you're not looking at you. You haven't gone all the way with looking at what getting curious for you about what you're choosing and what you're creating and what's uh, why are you requiring this behavior right now, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's a really good thing. If you're looking at your partner going, why
2: don't they, fly?
1: you're in blame, <laughs> period. Just saying.
2: Yeah, and so that kind of brings up the next question of, um and this it really speaks to, Um, what Megan was saying before break when she was talking about, um, you know, that she really requires a partner that's on the girl's track and that's really willing to do personal development and really, really be into that. And so that is, that's what she's speaking to is a core value that she has that is absolutely fundamental for how she wants to do a relationship and who she is as a person, so another question is to ask and to really consider and explore is, are your core values aligned so you know um, if inner growth or interpersonal development is um is just everything to you, you know, like megan like she's a coach she's been a coach for twenty years. She is in that question of, like, leaning in to herself and learning about all this stuff. She's been doing that every day for hours, for 20 years almost. (laughs) So it's just who she is and it's how she lives her life. And so if she had a partner that couldn't be on the same page with that or couldn't be in total allowance of that or kind of came up against her, you know, with that, that would be a a, a, – what I call a deal breaker so Mm -hmm. you know for for me we and we all have deal breakers and that's okay like those places where this is just the most important thing this is very valuable to me and this is how I want my relationship to go and this is what I I'm about on a day-to-day basis so for me one of my core values is um, having time with my person and having really what I, you know, what I call quality time. And so it's like that connection and that conversation and that exploration of who we are on a deep level, like on a day-to-day basis. Like if I go for three days without having a deep conversation with Megan, I start to feel like a little bit like, ooh, where did she go? <laughs> when can we create that? <laughs> right so for me it's a, such a core value of mine if my partner wasn't about that then i would be i wouldn't be able to do it i wouldn't be able to do the relationship and i've actually left previous relationships um primarily for that reason because their core value was not did not match up with mine in that way Babe, you are like going to town in the chat room. <laughs> are you? Are you even listening? I mean, you're. <laughs> she's for everybody who's not in the chat room. She's like changing all of her colors when she's typing.
1: <laughs> I just learned a new skill. So you know how my core value is growth. <laughs> I'm learning new skills over here, honey.
2: Oh, I'm talking you. about I'm talking about core values and she's like making colors in the chat room. <laughs> well, and you know what?
1: Like this is a great example of uh how what our differences are. It's like for me I actually do better like tracking things if I'm like writing or playing or have a little toy to play with or something like that. And you're more like the like Okay, let's talk. Here's all my attention, you know, like, and it's super cool, but we're very different that way, you know, and I think like even just in your laughing, it kind of shows like how we have learned to genuinely appreciate the other person. It's like, what if you started appreciating the other person rather than to trying to get them to come over to your side of things, right? And you have to, you've got to get clear about what those values are for you. I know a lot of people who are totally into consciousness and change and their partners aren't. And they mm-hmm. just create, that has, it's not a core value for them to be in relationship with somebody who's also growing in the same way that they are. And mm-hmm. so, like, for me, that just is, for you, that is, but that may not be your core value. You've got to ask yourself, right? It's like, okay, so my partner is into, the, into growing. He doesn't want to grow like me or whatever. Like, is that okay with me? Like, does he let me do what I want and need to do, right? Is the sex good? Are, are are we contributing to each other financially? Like, there's other things that, hey, might be a little bit more valuable or important to you in the relationship. And you've got to find out for yourself, like, what is it that I require? What feels like to me? And what do I want to create here? And then even come to your person and say, hey, like, this is the kind of relationship that I want. Do you have an interest in this? And if they Mm -hmm. say no, then you've got to come back and go, okay, cool. Like, this this is who this person is. This is how they want to play. And is it true for me to continue playing here? Will it create ten times greater? Will this relationship create more if I'm here or if I go? Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, so that's kind of the next question to ask, you know. I know. Look at me. I didn't even have the questions down and I knew. I know, look at you so are your are your core values aligned and and really getting clear about what your core values are, you know, so like that could be adventure for your person, you know um or for you, that could be like um uh, communication, you know like um that could be a lot of different things that could be actually like a core value could be like having some individuality, you know, um, like there's some partnerships where, you know, one or both of them actually love living apart, you know, and that actually really, really works for their relationship, you know? And so that's the awesome thing about where we're at in this world is that we get to create the relationship that's truly going to work for us. Okay. So, um, so really identifying getting clear about your core values is really important and then another question is together is there synergy is there this ability to create so much greater together than apart because really relationships aren't about need anymore honestly like we're all great creators we can all be actually financially independent and really like just go be happy, have lots of friends, have lots of, you know, connections with people. Um, in this day and age, we don't really require relationship necessarily. So if you're going to be in a relationship, you know, is it creating greater? Is it creating possibly 10 times greater, you know, together rather than apart? And that's what was so exciting about um, Megan and I, is from the beginning, is I knew, I knew there was so much synergy. I knew there was so much possibility with us. I would have dreams, like I had kind of channeled dreams of us teaching together right from the beginning. And so there was this awesome, you know, synergy and uh, and co-creation that was always there for us that we then directly put into drama hmm. <laughs> aren't we cute <laughs> so yeah so is there synergy is there an ability to create so much greater together than apart and our last question is is there a genuine and deep love are you over there considering that darling hmm. Yes. <laughs> well, the thing is, to,
1: and, and this is I actually you were kind of on a roll earlier, but I wanted to talk about this a little bit. Um, just kind of refers to another question, but like something that I. um, Like I would ask, like, do I want to be here right now? And if it was light, I would stay. I didn't know about tomorrow. I didn't know about the next day do I want to be here right now? And the answer was yes. And that's the other thing too, you guys, it's like what you, what you said just now, hun, about the the love piece is that, you know, like, um so many people are doing things like staying together for the kids. And so they actually like cover up the fact that they actually don't have a deep love for this person. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like that I I can tell you from experience, cause I've worked with people whose parents stayed together for them. They're not happy people because they feel the burden of their parents' unlived life. Mm-hmm. And that's what get that's what you put on your kids when you stay together for the kids. Mm-hmm. And it's like you know, we we have this assumption, hey, like, um, uh, you know, that would be too messy or that would be too hard or that would be bad for the kids. And that's just a societal thing. There's a lot of cases and like I really believe we choose who we come to. In fact, I know people who chosen to um Uh, to come to a couple that they knew that the the dad was going to leave at year one or whatever, and they did it on purpose because they didn't want somebody controlling them. (laughs) They wanted more freedom. And so, like, don't assume you know what's best, actually, for your kids. Ask questions. What would this be – what would be greater for my children if I'm not in love and I don't actually want to be here and I'm not – this is not the relationship I want to be in. Like, what's going to create greater for my kids? Is it going to create greater for us to be apart or together? And I think you could also speak to this, honey, because your kids all say that they have better relationships with both
2: you and their dad because you guys separated. Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, when I, and this was a really big deal for me. I mean, I had three kids and my youngest was a baby, you know, um, really, really young when I was really considering leaving. And, you know, with my first husband, it took about, a two, it was like a two-year process for us to really actually split. Like we would separate and then get back together. And then I got pregnant with our third one and then we got back together. So it was a lot of back and forth. And um And there was just this, place where I was just so guilty for getting a divorce because I had grown up in, you know, the Mormon religion, which was like you stay together no matter what, that you're a forever family and all this kind of stuff, right? And so I was very, very much in the heaviness in those points of view. So I really, and I did all this research and, you know, the kids were just going to be screwed up if I left. And then it was just like, no, you know what? There is not a genuine and deep love here. Um, There When I get to this place on the other side I feel at peace leaving I I have I have done what I know how to do as far as to make this work we have completely different values and um, we are not creating greater together and you know and so I was like okay well it's just true that I that I need to leave and every single one of my kids have come back to me and said Holy wow! I can't even imagine you guys staying together. Like how is it possible that you got together to begin with? You guys are so different and and value such different things, and you know their lives are so much better, and they have such a great relationship with their dad because um because we did split so um yeah it's it's been a journey, but it's also every single one of my kids have been so happy and have gotten through their own stuff about our divorce and we'll say unequivocally that it was so much better that we're now separate and so much happier apart and such great co-parents too. So, yeah.
1: Yep. I would say that is so true. So like we go so quickly to conclusion about everything Right. Well, this is going to be a problem if I separate or it's going to be too hard if I stay together. And those conclusions really get in the way of actually just asking questions Like, is this working right now. Not like will we be together forever? Is it creating greater to be here right now? Is my life greater because I'm here right now? And just test, see if that feels light to you. You know, what my life be like in five years if I continue to stay right now and not will I continue to stay in a month? But right now and to really keep in the questions. What will create greater for my children? What will create greater for my career? What will create greater for me right now? And most people are asking the wrong questions. Like, how do I get him to change? How do I get him to not be this or that or the other? It's like not the right questions. That is an entanglement. So what is it that you truly want? What do you most desire? What do you require? What do they require? And what will create greater? So just some questions to ponder on the break. See you in a minute.
0: Most people live in the land of either or. It's a scary and meager place where one can have either a happy relationship or a successful career. Where we can have either lots of time and no money or lots of money and no time to spend it. On Love, Life and All Things Weird, Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to claim your most ridiculous life. Together, they are the embodiment of Opposites Attract, and the result is true, synergistic power. Finding yourself roadside in either or? Megan and Suzanne are here to reintroduce you to one very powerful three-letter word. And simple? Yes. Effective. Absolutely. Welcome to the land of and. Listen to Love, Life, and All Things Weird every Wednesday at 12 p.m. noon Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. This is Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stauffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613 887 8736 or Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also send questions or comments by sending an email to Suzanne P. Stauffer at gmail.com. Now, back to the program.
2: Ooh, welcome, welcome back to Love Life and All Things Weird. We're talking about should I stay or should I go now, and our uh, chat room is blowing up. <laughs> <laughs> we Touch just a teensy tiny nerve. No, but it's awesome. I'm really appreciating all the comments because there are some really heartfelt, you know, like really, like this is, this is, this can be such, so big in our lives, you know. Um, Relationships are so core, and especially, you know, especially when we've had kids with people and when we've um, created a life and a future together and, you know, and there's so much there and so, you know, so much about, you know, society and what society says and we've bought into all that. And so it it can be a really an area that brings a lot of emotion, and a lot of confusion. So I'm really appreciating everybody's vulnerability and all their shares, you know, to really get to their truth, you know, because it's not, It's what, what in Access would call a big choice, (laughs) not a little choice, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, Mm -hmm. and with big choices, there's a, there's a lot to clear and a lot to consider. And what I'm loving about you, Megan, and, you know, this is just so, so you, so essence you is, you know, ask questions, like continue to ask questions, like way even way before access consciousness, Megan was asking questions all day long, every day. <laughs> so
1: I know it was like when access came along, I'm like, Oh my gosh, the whole body of works that ask even more questions than me. I must, <laughs> I must go in this direction now. It was like home, home light, home light. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I
1: love, I actually want to share the question that I just wrote in the chat room that I I was just kind of channeled over here, uh, just for you guys to be um, feel the energy of what receiving have I been refusing that keeps the conflict going? I've been choosing mm. everything that is times a gazillion. We want create and destroy it, please. Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts and down. Can we talk about that, hun? Because there's so much going on, and I think we just have been taught. Because our eyes are pointing out, we're just taught to look out and, and look at the problems over there, right? And it's mm-hmm. like, what aren't you receiving? Because what I see so much with couples is they they've got all this love for each other, they do not know how to receive it. Like we are, we have this guilty little pleasure that we watch this show called Married at First Sight. where these people get married, Um, like they meet each other for the first time at the altar, and then it's a six-week experiment because these experts have matched them up kind of thing. But one of Uh the things that we see the biggest on this show is they do not know how to receive from each other. It is insane, and it's like, here's all this love. Here's all this energy trying to be exchanged, and people are throwing up the shields. (gasps) Right? And it's like I like to me, that is one of the biggest reasons couples go into conflict is they do not know how to receive from each other, not truly receive and mm-hmm. i have a I have a story about that, but I want to know your your comments first, huh?
2: Well, yeah, I would say that what happens when I notice is when I'm unwilling to receive, I actually go into criticism and into judgment, and then that creates an automatic separation, so then I don't have to receive. So, you know, so when I am willing to actually open up my receiving, I find that my criticism and judgment just kind of like leaves. And so this has been an ongoing process for me because that's typically been a, a pattern of mine is to be scared of receiving, be scared of intimacy, be scared of the juiciness that is totally, you know, available in relationship been so resistant to it that I actually create barriers called criticism, called judgment, called um, called expectations, called conclusions, you know, so that I don't actually have to be in communion, you know, that I don't actually have to choose in, that I don't actually have to, you know, like really experience the juiciness and amazingness of this relationship. So, um, so I would say that that's a big thing in, you know, in, the change in our relationship is I'm receiving me and I'm also open to receiving Megan and damn, it's awesome. You guys should try it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I
1: have a story of impossible receiving and what it created. And it's a little off the topic of relationship, but not really because it has to do with family. So yesterday I went to my older sister's funeral and it was a Mormon funeral and I haven't been, in the church since I was like 15 years old, but my, a lot of my family still are very, um, uh, religious. And I was like, there are a lot of times that in the past that I've gone in to things like that with barriers because it's like, Oh, like I don't want to put in their points of view on me and I don't want to have to deal with all that church stuff and blah, blah, blah. Right. And I literally chose to go in with barriers down, like total barriers, down, total allowance, Like, I really expanded in my infinite being. And I was like, I'm going to milk this thing. I'm going to receive the testament from on high if I have to today, right? Like, I'm going to receive whatever there is here to receive. And it was the most magical, profound experience I've had with my family i've had in a church that i've had at a funeral it was well no i've I've had some pretty good funerals i like funerals i don't know why but like <laughs> I, th- I think there's this there's this open veil energy where that people can join me where i play a lot of times right and so I, I don't feel so alone at funerals but any noodle i didn't realize that till just now um but i had this great welling up of this desire for allowance and i realized how I had not been an allowance of, in part of my family and their choice for religion because of, like, I just think it's so constrictive, right? And I realized that that difference in point of view has had me keep out my family a little bit. I didn't even know it. It was like such a blind spot. And so, you know, when the sermon came up, I was like, interesting point of view. They have that point of view. I probably said that about 150 times. It was so funny. And like I got into this place of just so much light, so much energy, so much love. I was like, I blew myself away. And I just think that that is the power of receiving, guys. It's like quit trying to change the people in your life. Like, quit trying to change him. Like, when we talk about receiving, we really mean receive all of it. Like, all right, so your husband's being a dud. How can you receive that? You know, like, whatever. But, like, like, I challenge you to really come back to yourself and go, where am I not in allowance? And how can I open that? And how can I lower my barriers even more? Mm-hmm. Sing it from the rafters, boys and girls. Sing it from the rafters. That's what I'm saying.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: that y- you were preaching. I really was, honey. I I do have a preacher persona and and he does come out from time to time. I actually rather like him. <laughs>
2: but he had some things to say. <laughs> yeah, so um so everything that this brings up for people and all this energy that's spinning around. Um what energy space and consciousness can we be to be and to have total clarity and ease with all of this and everything that doesn't allow that and create and destroy it mm-hmm. right yes. and wrong good and bad upon and pock, all nine sorts, boys and beyond and we will we will be doing relationship gosh for a few more weeks we haven't really decided when we're going to be done with the relationship um, so join us next week for more relationship fun right? Right. Let's do it. Let's go big. <laughs> Bye for now.
0: Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. Megan and Suzanne will be back next Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific on A to Z.fm. Be sure to tune in for more tips on how to live in the land of and and claim your marvelous, magical life.